Welcome to the big stream. I'm Kyle Coster. That's Stephen Douglas. We just watched Succession episode six. There are but four remaining in the entire series. It seems wild, uh, especially because tonight just kind of felt like uh, an episode of a TV show uh, in, in its very kind of basic uh, traditional sense. And I think they did it even down to like the book ending from the first scene and the last scene, which both involved Logan Roy making his return, which I found shocking. Somehow I missed the press that he was going to appear subsequently after his demise. Great to see the old guy. He looked really good in death, uh, which may not be a possibility if you're to believe some of Kendall's projections. But I want to start with this. Do this thought experiment with me, Stephen. Um, The series ends tonight with a few tweaks. They would have to tie up a few more bows. But it ends tonight with Kendall going out uh, in the ocean off L.A. after finally getting what we thought was just around the corner in the very first episode of this series. I kind of found myself wishing in in some small way that this was it because I would have kind of been happy with seeing him get to the job, succeed at the job, but know that succeeding at the job came with it endless amounts of empty promises and no real skill or cunning at all. I don't know. Every time we've seen Kendall in water, it has uh, not been good in this uh, series. Um, You know, obviously there was the, uh, the death in the first uh, season. And then in the second season, I was immediately reminded of, uh, how we were like, some people were like, is he dead? I never thought he was dead. Um, I thought, I think we have the receipts that think we uh, thought he was fine. Um, but he did have a, an issue there in the second season when he was in the water. So this was, I mean, he definitely turned a corner here for our anti-hero Kendall Roy. Uh, this was, this definitely would have been uh, going out on the highest possible note. he, made all the calls on this presentation. Um, He got really excited about it and he put it together and he got to give his little smirk when Carl was uh, yelling at him in the hallway. And then he went out and he crushed it. And I think that's, you know, he's, he's tried to be a a showman or just a a great presenter in previously in the show. Um, And, you know, it was kind of nice to see everything actually work out for him for once. So, yeah, I mean, this, this would have been a pretty fine uh, ending to the series. If like at some point they were in that Matson was out on the deal and this was the new future and uh, Shiv and uh, Roman were both just, you know, walking away miserable. Uh, it, that's definitely one way that the show could go. It's funny that you mentioned those two thoughts entering your head in the water scene. My first thought was, oh, God, is he going to die now? Uh, that would be a twist. Like, I thought yeah. for a split second, I was like, oh, my God, is he going to drown? Like, that's how this show has got me after what they did with Logan. My second thought was, oh, yeah. I mean, he's here because his dad, who is holding the secret of the death that was on Kendall's hand, hands, above his head for so long is out of the picture. That's why he's able to transcend to this place. Also shocking 
in addition to Logan Roy doing the Jack Donaghy product integration bit from 30 Rock <laughs> at the top, um, was that this presentation went well. Um, this is yep. the, the big day that Lucas wished that they were doing because they were just running out the clock until the deal gets done. And it had all the hallmarks of a classic failure. Again, bringing up two specific specific episodes from Kendall's past. This reminded me of when he went to do like the Samantha B stand in uh, and was going to have it a, la a laugh at himself, but he disappeared out the back at the last minute and didn't appear on the show. This one, he couldn't run away from. But the second thing that Kendall has done previously and then not followed through on was singing the song at his 40th birthday party. And this was a combination of both. And it got off to a real rocky start with him just repeating big shoes, big shoes, <laughs> big shoes uh, in front of a room of people. And I was hoping that it went on forever. Uh, that's an edgy comedy bit. Uh, if any aspiring uh, Arthur Flex in the audience want to give that one a try. But he found his bearings, not like Tom, who was coming in with nothing on his screen. Um, at the Senate Judiciary hearing or whatever it was, he kind of stuck the landing um, and he did a good job. And every moment it looked like he was going to veer off the rails because he has so he was like manic and maniac this episode with his ideas to the point where it really annoyed me. And I'm like, I, I can't stand this guy. He's buzzing off the walls. Is he back on drugs? So many thoughts. You kind of see someone who knows how to do this. And that was a shock. I was fully expecting this to fall flat on its face and be an abject disaster because that's what succession has taught us time and time again. If you see someone speaking in public, it's not going to go well because outside of like Logan's newsroom speech from this year, I can't remember a previous episode where someone was talking and it ended with a round of applause and not people whispering, what the fuck was that? You know, in the next room over. Yeah, there aren't there aren't many scenes in succession that uh, are going to be played in like uh, high school locker rooms to uh, get anybody psyched up for a big game. <laughs> um, yeah, the the bomber jackets were super tight. Um, I, I think Kendall did a great job there. Yeah, he he completely nailed it. Uh, it was very odd to see him do so well there, and I don't know. I, I just. It, it did give me uh, some some happiness to actually see something go right. And in order to get there, he had to do the entire thing with all his big ideas. I mean, that's this thing. He's he's big ideas, even when a lot of them are just uh, just the buzzwords. But like he wants the house built. He wants the clouds. Um, and then when he saw they weren't coming together, he actually made the call to to get rid, of, get rid of the clouds. And then the house wasn't on stage at all, which I'm sure that the set crew was just thrilled about building a house halfway. Um, again, a lot of rest of development. They're building shoddy houses everywhere. Yeah, just from from the moment I hit play or from the moment I, I refreshed my screen and saw that the episode was there and I saw Living Plus, I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's so great. Just another plus... Uh, app or whatever it was and then to find out what it was um i mean i you want to explain a little bit but, about what your impression of what it was 
I had no I I mean when when I when I talk about all these streaming services, um, you know, in my tweets that no one not quite as many people read as uh, Lucas Matson's tweets. Um, you know, there's there's the certain things it's like for some reason a few years ago, they're like, let's just put plus on the on this ship. And and then that's a, that's a goddamn brand, um, and just to see Living Plus, I'm like, I can't. I mean, that would be a great name for a social media company, and it was, it is a social media company, but in real life, and uh, I think we all want a little of that. But yeah, I was just delighted right from right from seeing the title, and the vision that he's pitching is so dystopian and so unsettling to me that it sounds horrible it's like if the villages in florida you know or like would they have like a i i I don't even know like it was they had their own like world and existence to live in you know they warehouse the elderly and like keep them sucking on the content tea or whatever and everything is like so bleak and awful and gross and disgusting and like they're big money-making ideas that i think strike us as as things that are just like a hell on earth um, but I don't think it's like that far from reality. And that's kind of what success in, can do for you is it can mirror the world back that you're living on, uh, in, in the present moment and, and with kind of like a clarity and absurdity a little bit, but like, Hey, this is closer to the truth than whatever, uh, you know what I mean? The like more rosy narrative is. Yeah. Uh, what if, uh, OAN and, uh, big brother, uh, merged. <laughs> um you know and and we just all these people that are streamlining this junk of uh slanted news coverage into their into their veins what if uh what if we put them all in one place and locked them down and then just had uh the guy who plays uh the lead in calypsotron come by every uh sunday afternoon to uh eat their bad food with them do you can you even imagine the photos uh that would be like leaking out if this was a real thing and like chris evans is part of like press for his movie and contractual obligations had to go there and like play ping pong with them oh my god like it would be it would be a nightmare but it would also be amazing to consume yeah it, it's very it's a, a very dark idea that uh again kendall did a great job and I mean, the important thing is, is that he's got the numbers uh, because, you know, you start, you roll this out in Florida and this does so sound like a Florida thing. Um, the only thing he didn't mention was how poorly built it would be and how it would uh, probably be condemned within 10 years. But then you go to uh, the other states like Utah and it's like, oh, I, I, we, we got bigger numbers in Utah and this thing's really taken off and just the way in this episode that they were pressuring people to do things that they that those people were like, well, that's a bad idea, but aren't really allowed to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way he was pressuring the the accountant to get all his numbers, and then he's like, I mean, this is great, right? You're psyched, you love it. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I guess I am. But but the uh, the best one of those was Greg with the editor, and he's like, But you can do it. So, so just do it because, well, I don't want to get in trouble. And if you do it, then I won't get in trouble. And, you know, we'll, things will be better. Understand, Mr. Snippy Snip. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Greg Greg really relishes uh the slightest bit of power. Um he says but he doesn't so want it, it, but he is uh no, he's not skilled at it, but but he uh he makes a meal of it uh every single chance that he gets. Uh, yeah, Pete, numbers guy, not confident. He was not loving it. Uh, I think if you uh, were not like some sort of weird robot uh, wearing human skin, you would realize that uh, he wasn't having a good time. Uh, he wasn't being subtle about it either. Through that lens, like Kendall is the heroic anti-hero in this episode and that he gets the job done. But it, it would be prudent to point out that I think he's opened himself up to tremendous tremendous business liability here uh and also potential uh legal ramifications with how unsettled everybody around him was um with this idea with it with this I, it straight up sounded like this sounded more illegal to me than like if someone said straight up cook the books uh there was something about this coming up in a deposition that would have been uh just a, a slam dunk for the prosecution yeah, it's great. We're like, I mean, this is such a good episode for him. He nailed it. You know, he he killed this. He did such a great presentation. It's like, what was the presentation on? Well, it was like, it was lying about the value of uh, warehousing old people. And we're like, but he killed it, man. He was so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what a, what a great show. Along with that idea, you can see that he's playing really fast and loose and he's he's uh, going 110 miles per hour at all times. And, and you know that this is not going to end well for him, uh, like we alluded yeah. to at the, the top of this podcast, that this was probably the highest moment he will ever have. We also saw Carl find his voice and, and speak in a way that he hasn't all series. Uh, he, he pointed out uh, the situation, as it were, that... Uh, Kendall's got his dick in his hand, but he also has Kendall's dick in his own hand. Uh, and he'll squeal if anything goes wrong. So you can see that he is winning, uh, but he's not like being kowtowed and put up with in the same way that Carl did with Logan for 40 years. Yeah. Um, for Roman and Shiv, just... I, I mean, Shiv was just back and forth. She didn't, she didn't really know what to do because... Uh, she wants the deal to go through. Um, she wants to be in good with Matson. Uh, and but she's learned that she can't control him. He sends out the I'm not I, I don't know what the Nazi tweet was about, something bad. But uh I did appreciate that the mascot that they used was the one that cousin Greg uh threw up in in the first uh episode. <laughs> um I mean he came back and everybody's and watching everybody react to it was like, oh, well, this isn't bad. Well, this is pretty good. Oh, this is very good. Um, and then he comes back and everybody's patting him on the back. And like all of a sudden it's like, ah, long live the kings and the queen. And Roman's like, Roman's pissed at Shiv and himself because he could have been out there giving this bullshit presentation. And he would be one of the returning victors as well. And Shiv is just like, I have no control over, ever, over anyone except for Tom. So, I mean, that, that was another big thing in the episode, seeing uh, the reconciliation of Tom and Shiv in a very uh, slow and weird, very weird. They're a very weird couple. But uh, again, it's one of those things where these people should not be together, but it's, I've, I've spent so much time and I'm like, oh, well, this is nice that these guys are getting back together. Yeah, uh, Shiv is getting a conference room 
to herself so she can cry. She's scheduled to grief. I'm not sure if that's better than the pre-grieving that Roman has done. You know, this is this is also something that was in uh, episode this season about Ted Lasso, where someone was scheduling, putting time in their schedule for them to uh, just to cry. So uh, scheduled grief and sadness is definitely a thing in corporate uh, in the corporate world. I mean, that that actually makes sense. I'm going to be checking uh, the work calendars tomorrow to see if uh, we actually implement this policy. Maybe we do. I'm not taking advantage of it. Uh, and Shiv was doing a lot of flirting in this episode, and, and it was all uncomfortable, but I, I was sort of into it. Uh, I don't know what <laughs> it was. This was kind of like the most alluring she's been. Uh, I mean, she's really thrown it out there pretty heavily. Uh, this is the most chemistry her and Tom have ever had. Uh, in their entire life, at least on screen, uh, by magnitude of a million, uh, this was this was exciting. Uh, and you know, I mean, I think this is probably a phenomenon that happens from time to time. But yeah, not healthy, not healthy. Where we're at, um, bitey, the bitey bite game. Uh, I, I don't. I've never played that one before. I didn't know that was. Uh, I think that's going to get. Uh, that's the next big thing after pickleball. Uh, I would imagine. Well, I think that's going to be like uh, one of these next internet debates where it's like where, where they call soda, soda and pop, pop, soda, pop someplace um, or like the, the duck, duck, gray duck in Minnesota. Um, because I I left it rolling and saw the after uh, episode feature at, and um, uh, the actress plays Shiv, uh, Sarah Snook, she's she said that. When she saw it, she thought that uh, Jesse Armstrong, the creator, had made it up. And one of the writers is like, no, uh, my brother and I used to play it. So I think this is going to be some weird regional thing that uh, we're going to find out about in the next uh, 24 hours. Dude, if people were like biting each other uh, for real, that that's crazy. I, I did not grow up like that. I, I feel like if we found out some kids were doing that. They would they would have been shunned and ostracized. Uh, quite literally, a dangerous game. Uh, Roman, Roman, tough tough up for our guy. Uh, he will be stocked down. Spoiler alert. Uh, goodness. Um, he has reverted back to a child. He's firing yeah. everybody, um, and then asking Kendall to smooth it over and rehire them. First, it was Joy. Uh, who he met for a lovely yet brief lunch uh, that ended in him telling her she was fired, but she wasn't actually fired. I, I don't know. I don't, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. It didn't make any sense to anybody in that room, except Roman who was uh, scrambling for his life at the moment. He was just mopey and impotent. And I think rightfully so in a lot of ways, because I mean, Kendall's sins of, Whatever he's doing with the business are are one thing, but I mean, I the whole dubbed voice uh, for Logan to appear and him to do the little like Jurassic Park Doctor John Hammond talk to the screen bit. Um, I, I think that was crossing a line that, that now they haven't crossed that specific one. They've crossed almost every other one, but it, it, this one hit me as kind of like some real betrayal. Uh, and I and so I understand where Roman's coming from with each and every single one of his emotions. Uh, it's just that his emotions are still controlling him in a way. Uh, maybe 
more than they ever have comparatively to uh, the other two at this point. Yeah, I, I think he really should. Uh, he he needs a secretary. He needs somebody in charge of his schedule to uh, get him some grieving time. Because, I mean, since since uh, Logan's death, he's they've been all out. They've been traveling around the world. Uh, they've been thrust into the CEO position. So he just hasn't had time to deal with anything. And just watching him fire people when he gets a little upset, um, it's so awkward and so entertaining. And I think maybe the best part of the entire episode was him telling uh, Kendall about this at the snack machine and watching Kendall react where he's like laughing and very excited about it. He actually thinks it's awesome. And he's like, yeah, who are you going to fire next? You know, Carl, me, eat Greg. This is great. He he was so excited to not be the uh, only loose cannon. But yeah, Roman Roy uh, had a very bad episode. Nothing went well for him, which means uh, in the next couple of uh, episodes, he's going to have a really good episode. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that. I, I've noticed that trend as we started to do this. It's kind of like... Uh... Yeah, it it is a little up and down, and they really do swing the pendulum. I I I mean, I guess that's probably intentional. Uh, but once you notice it, you kind of can't unsee it. In, in terms of predicting, I wrote down in my notes uh, off of what you just said about Kendall kind of agreeing with this impetuous decision is that they're such day traders, man. Like we kind of seen politicians that like are just doing whatever they can to get to the end of the day. And you know, there's just like nothing behind it. They are all just trying to do the thing that's going to be the short-term win at the expense of the long-term win. They're emulating their father and they're trying to imitate him so much. It's just that they're kind of playing with one piece of the chessboard, not the whole actual match of chess. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because I don't think any actor could do it. Um, but what we really need for succession next is a prequel about Logan starting this company. There was there was a lot going on because it was like it was it was weird. It was nice to have uh, Logan back and to be crewed for a minute. I wish I could have watched Brian Cox uh, watch him do the t- outtakes where. He had to uh, talk about Roman having a small penis and uh, always coming up short. Because, you know, as we mentioned last week, he's on every commercial. So he's constantly working. Um, he he probably would have had fun with that. Um, it, just that it's so great how they turn him into a uh, an introduction to a theme park ride so quickly after his death. And just like... They're all dealing, they're all grieving in their own ways, but that does not mean they're going to stop at uh, showing this video, this heavily edited video, along with uh, just (laughs) watching him be mean to a person, be mean to some like regular people who are just trying to uh, help make something for the company. There, you know, a lot of Bill O'Reilly vibes there. On the other side of all this is Matson, who wished that this whole day had just been canceled, uh, tried pretty aggressively to get it shut down uh, by sending uh, a hateful tweet. I spent about five minutes 
trying to Google exactly what this was. Uh, but we're just going to go with the line they said next, a crude Holocaust joke. I think that tells us everything we need to know um, about that particular content. He seemed to have lost a little bit of the upper hand. Uh, and maybe it's proximity. Maybe it's a situation where when he's in the room, he's obviously the alpha. Um, but well, there's distance between them, kind of like his interpersonal stuff doesn't play as well. And on paper, he is still kind of new to the game. He had this moment where he gets on the jet and he tries to talk to Shiv. Uh, he's not following any rules. And you know that because he's not wearing shoes. That's a telltale <laughs> sign uh, right there. But what did you what'd you make of the Matson developments? It's kind of based on Elon, obviously. Uh, but Elon has never for one second been... I mean, this man, he's launching rockets in the sky every 24 hours. And he's never done anything nearly as cool as uh, Matson walking around with a hood over his head. Um, as he did in the last episode. Just look, yeah, just looking so cool like you do right now. He's definitely lost control of this. He thought he, because they're still trying to tank the deal. Um, there's nothing he can really do. Uh, he kind of seems like he likes Shiv, but he also is probably just using her. Mm -hmm. um, but that kind of comes off as kind of weak now that, I mean, he was definitely, when, yeah, when everyone was together last episode, he was definitely the alpha male. But since that one moment, when he called right at the uh, wake, uh, if he's on the phone, he's basically nothing. Because as uh, as Kendall pointed out last week, uh, when he's like, I'm just trying to make you rich. And he's like, all right, rich dude. So the the stakes are so much lower than, than he wants them to be. And if it's true that he's put in his max bid, then, and, and they're, they're backing him in all these corners, like, trying to make uh, but now you know who doesn't want living plus now that's involved but yeah Matson uh had a had a rough episode uh sent a bad tweet bad tweet bad tweet um so he's gonna have to next week apparently we're gonna see him show up at a uh, party which he was invited to by a dead man so it's gonna be a lot more awkward uh attempted alpha mailery yeah, it's probably necessary to point out the, what the whole reason for this episode was and what they were trying to do with Living Plus is to bump up their own stock price to encourage other bidders. Um, uh, it, it seemed like a bit of a Hail Mary at the time, um, but now that totally changes the state of play. Um, that's the whole reason they were doing it. Um, and and it, you make, it makes you wonder uh, if, I mean, obviously we saw on the, on the coming on, coming next portion of the episode uh, that Matson's going to do a little party crashing and that that's going to be great. Like getting all those people in the room again and in kind of like a social setting and not a uh... bet. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome.
outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And and on the Roy's home turf, but I think it was so clear uh, from the six seconds we saw Matson coming next week, it doesn't matter whose turf it is because he's going to act the complete same way as we saw as wandering onto a jet and making himself at home. What a what a weird scene where he and Shiv, uh, it's like in the wire when McNulty and the uh, FBI agent uh, meet each other in a parking lot. Matson and uh, Shiv pull their jets into the same airport. We kind of missed talking about how we felt about the episode uh in the first half hour and i'm kind of with you uh my note sheet is not full of a lot of zippy ones i mean we'll probably get to some in buy or sell coming up next uh when we get into the more specific characters and whether they had a good week or a bad week uh this one was like i said it, it sounds like i'm speaking out of both ends of my mouth in that I said this could have been a, a pretty decent series finale. Uh, so I will give it all the marks about the moment it gave us. And I think the last 15 minutes were excellent. Uh, and for me, that's two weeks in a row. It kind of felt like we were uh, playing four corners offense a little bit with how much I enjoyed it uh, before like an exciting fourth quarter. Um, and maybe that's enough. Uh, maybe, I'm misremembering sometimes where the whole episode is felt electric after um, it that death one maybe yeah. changed the way I watched the show. And now I expect that all the time, like a kid who just got candy and, and wants more. Um, but yeah, it, it, this wasn't the uh, this wasn't like the cornucopia of like memeable stuff. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that funny. A lot of the gags were in the uh, nervousness of what's going to happen and, and kind of were like visual uh, the set, which I loved and the whole idea behind the set. Uh, but I think that it, it got us to a, uh, a really important place in that we've established that uh, Kendall is the leader in the clubhouse for this job with four to go. And we're just going to see if uh, he can hang on over the final few rounds. Uh, you know, you might want to play conservatively, go for par, uh, and we know that's not really uh, Kendall's game plan. So he's either going to pick up some eagles or uh, throw his clubs in the water. Yeah, I, I think this is this is a show that has become, I think, justified is one of my favorite shows of all time. And it's the show I first think of when it's something that it doesn't really matter what's happening if the plot's being advanced, I just want to see all the characters in this universe. I I just love being in the scenes with them. And even if this was, this was just an enjoyable episode, I thought, um, just for being in the rooms with these people, um, it was, 
like again it wasn't as funny as usual but i but i i thought it was also some like um karen culkin and uh jeremy strong's like i mean they were both so great in this episode mm -hmm. um without having those one-liners just like watching how uncomfortable uh roman roy is doing everything um and how Kendall Roy just like I mean, and they even wrote it really in the right. They even wrote it into the episode where Shiv points out he's got the gleam in his eye, and like Jeremy Strong has that gleam. Uh, his eyes just they shine differently when Kendall is just excited about something, and where he's on the brink of you know losing control, and just like to see him react to everything to how everyone think how crazy everyone else thinks he is is just so good all right we're gonna do buy or sell the nation's hottest game non-pickleball division two pickleball references uh, i think that's gonna give us i think that's gonna get them a story in front office sports tomorrow i think that's enough to do it uh, get PR on that. Um, why hasn't pickleball showed up in succession? That's what makes me think it's really just a craze. These people play squash. They play squash. Uh, up first for inspection is Greg. Greg, Hirsch, Ori, Greg. Um, Gregory. Gregory. Uh, <laughs> Gregory is just... Uh, standing on the side of the titanic um asking to get on all the lifeboats he uh he's having a rough go of it um it's it's quite funny i feel like uh when he and uh tom interrupted shiv he was dragging uh tom in there to show him the guest lists and the uh the the girls that would be at the party and then his cousins made him uh, act like a robot while they uh pitched ideas so He's he's looking pretty pathetic right now, so he's definitely down. Oh, I I disagree. I think it's uh, I think you buy Greg. Uh, he's going places. Uh, he's willing. You know, you say pitch bot like it's a bad thing, but I think everybody needs someone who's willing to do that. Uh, he made one joke and was called Doctor Sarcasm, uh, <laughs> by Roman, which is which is so funny. Uh, Tom did something similar this season where like Greg made one joke after Tom made several and then Tom was like, easy, easy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wake or whatever it was, a, uh, a sad sex party. I, I thought that, uh, he said he had some pretty insightful claims to our insights when he said that it's hard to make houses sound like tech because we've had houses for a while. Uh, he's right about that. And you can't tell me that he's wrong. Technically, in this episode, is Logan. Uh, Logan, I mean, he he's he's got to be up. Um, he just had the uh, the best interaction with his son that he's had since uh, he covered up uh, a death that his son was involved with. Uh, yeah, it it was just like the John Hammond scene uh, where he was interacting with himself in Jurassic Park. Uh, which is which is fitting because Logan is such a dinosaur. Ah, oh, sorry, Burn. Well, I did that out. <laughs> That's all right. No, you can keep that. 
That was my Gregory moment. I am also going to disagree with you. And I think that you sell Logan. Uh, I, this is look, man, he, he never would have allowed this if he were alive. Uh, and I'm kind of surprising that he's allowing it even though he's dead. Uh, Cause he's such an intimidating factor. It, it showed us that he still had to do the stupid videos. Um, and like the same producers who would have produced Carrie's, uh show on atn are there to give him <laughs> notes uh, i know i it, it just wasn't for me uh, i i think that either way in all seriousness I, whatever happens next with the company whether it be with the children or whether it be with Matson, uh it's certainly going to hurt his legacy uh, i think even skip and shannon would agree if that was a topic L- roman uh well no, I feel like they're all trick questions. Uh, <laughs> I think Roman. I think Roman's a, a sell. He's down um, because he had a very rough episode, as we uh, previously discussed. And I, I don't. Unlike Tom and Shiv, I don't think uh, Roman and Jerry are getting back together. So this obviously sets up for the Menken piece of this, the Lou Dort piece of this. Um, I. He's going to go back into the arms of Mencken because the Mencken thing was given to us before this episode is something that we needed to know. Uh, And I don't remember it really coming up in a very meaningful way, except that this is going to explain Roman's actions going forward. Uh, That seems pretty undeniable. Uh, Is he going to like get behind this person out of pure spite? And how is Mencken going to factor into the ultimate direction this company goes. Yeah, it's it's like the fireworks factory. When are we going to get to the Mencken? <laughs> Carolina. Uh, hold. She's fine at her job. Um, neither of the brothers wanted to fire her this episode, uh, but she only had a couple lines. Um, she's basically uh, reduced to reading Twitter and uh, stock quotes. Yeah. I mean, you serve at the pleasure of Kendall Roy for even a day. And that's pretty much what your job comes uh, and much. And also checking for good tweets, bad tweets. <laughs> it's, it's a hold. Obviously she did have a nice moment when Kendall said something smart and, Hugo said, oh, that's good. Did you write that? Oh, yeah. she, I, I couldn't tell if she was really taking credit for the line, uh, but I guess it's good to know that when something smart comes out, people think that you may have done it. Yeah. That, I mean, she's she's been around for a while. She's, uh, as long as she doesn't uh, look at Roman cross-eyed and tell him something he doesn't want to hear, she seems good for now. She's not on the kill list. But even if you are not on the kill list, you may not be safe is what we're learning. So maybe that's just kind of a bit of false security. This one's going to be hard, but it's Frank who almost got a coach's DNP tonight. Uh, yeah, Frank, uh, uh, he would definitely be a hold. Um, I I, I found it very humorous the way that he and Jerry and uh, and Carl had their own little uh, spot in the balcony together. 
so they could uh, be like Statler and Waldorf and Statler and Waldorf's female friend. Um, but yeah, we didn't get much use out of them. It's a hold, hold for me. Uh, you, I was hoping he was going to say something, uh, but but Carl uh, got the big lines. Uh, it, Jerry tried to get one off, uh, but she couldn't. She was, she was rebuffed and put in her place. Uh, there's a new man in town, uh, and he's into weird role-playing, uh, and has always been a little bit interested in money, and his name is Tom Wamsgams. Uh, I I think Tom is definitely up by whatever whatever you want to say. Um, Matthew McFadden is so so good. Um, there's a reason he was Mister Darcy. Um, just seeing him uh, get back in the good graces of Shiv and just the way he delivers like the new uh, the news of well you know. I always love money and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's kind of why I got with you in the first place. And then how he thought, uh, what was it? Strategy was sexy. Um, and he he turned off the disgusting brothers stuff uh, pretty quick, uh, it seems. So no, no. Our, our man, I, I love that they are now making Shiv uh, Sarah Snook who is, I, I believe, Australian, um, in her American accent, say say Wamsgams, which is the name that I think is completely made up um, as many times as possible now before the <laughs> end of the series. Just every episode, uh, they're making her say Wamsgams. It's a buy for me because I think that he's finally, by admitting out loud what this is all about, um, I think was a pretty significant and big step. Uh, I think that he's known it and everybody's known it, but he's never really given voice to it. I thought it was a pretty honest moment. The way that Matthew McFadden subtly looks up when he's thinking uh, is such a genius acting choice. Uh, It's, it's elite. It's an elite move. uh, And and, and we are seeing of all, how man, how does the show have Jeremy's, how does the show have Jeremy Strong and Matthew McFadden? That's just an absurd amount of talent. And that's two people. See, now I feel like you're saying McFadden because over and over, because I mispronounced it, because um, I never hear it out loud as much. You know, just like you're just waiting for me to mess up, like uh, Sarah Snooks saying Wamsgams. No, no. There's it, the whole, whole cut of it's her been- saying Wamsgams in an Australian accent. The big man, he's been a CFO for over 20 years, a legend of cable news in the 90s, Carl <laughs> Mueller. Yeah, I I feel like I would I would think he's a buyer right now. You know, he uh he stood up to the CEO. Uh he lived to tell about it. And if the the living plus now is I mean, things skyrocket. It's only going to make his golden parachute better to walk away and eventually. Who knows? Well, we certainly have never heard him speak like this. Um, and it was great. He's usually so calm. Uh, he is a butt kisser, too. Obviously, he never spoke to Logan like that. Uh, big bye because he explained clearly uh, in 
no uncertain terms what his leverage was here. Um, the fact that making wholesale changes uh, is ultimately not going to be good for Kendall and Roman and Carl's smart enough to see that and smart enough to tell them that he has this authority and power over them. So well played by Carl. You you love to see, I mean, he's not there by accident. He's uh, survived many a war also surviving many wars uh, in love and in business is Jerry Kelman. Yeah. And I think it was uh, different this episode because we saw Carl uh, speak to, uh, to Kendall like that. And we also saw uh, Jerry speak a little more frankly with uh, Roman and it got her fired, uh, but not really fired. So I think she now has another, uh, uh, now she's in a position where she's seen uh, Roman in a, another bad spot. Um, she has so much on Roman. It's ridiculous. Um, she really is like the, the, the mother here in this situation. Um, I would, I would have to say she is a buy because legally uh, they, they can't get rid of her ever you've convinced me um yeah and i mean she's obviously familiar with um all the things that can go wrong with a firing uh because she excoriates roman for not uh going through the proper channels and instead of firing someone before they got their blackened salmon salad uh and just walking away after a weird little back and forth with condolences when he said i don't accept your condolences like <laughs> watching Roman try to make small talk or just play defense on any type of small talk is amazing. So you've convinced me it's a buy. I, I didn't think that she seemed powerful this episode, but you know, Jerry uh, again is a survivor uh, and she kind of just does it in silence uh, without the big show. She lets other people explode and she just keeps coming back to work. Yeah, definitely one of the best lines of the uh, and deliveries of the episode was Jerry saying do you want me to say it or believe it or whatever the exact quote was but the way she uh delivered that line was perfect and it's great too because she knows that she knows that even though she's ostensibly being fired for that honesty she knows she has the uh like honest conversation with roman enough to to lay out the terms of what this needs to be uh, because he knows it too um, and he and he and he's doing it partly because he's insecure. Another almost DNP is Hugo. Uh, Hugo, I don't remember what he did in this episode, but I do remember uh, that I saw his name last in the credits today in the uh, in the opening credits, and I'm like, wow, that's Fisher Stevens, and I had forgotten all about that. And every I feel like every time I see his name pop up, I'm like. Oh, and to me, he'll always be the guy from Short Circuit. Um, and I Google him, and he was—he used to date Michelle Pfeiffer in the late '80s. So uh, for me, Fisher Stevens uh, and Hugo Baker, uh, big buy, big buy, legend, legend in this industry. Hold on, hold on, uh, Hugo, big buy on Fisher Stevens. Uh, I made an early edition joke. Uh, a few weeks ago because I loved him in that. He was uh, Kyle Chandler's 
best friend when the one where he got the newspaper a, a day early uh, and he was fantastic in that. But yeah, I enjoy seeing him whenever he's on screen and anything. Um, he's uh, he's a he's like the best case scenario for a that guy. I feel like he's at the exact right level of fame uh, where he's got the sweet spot where he can plays play like medium parts, but then also small parts. Yeah, this is that's so weird that you bring up early edition that uh, there was a Twitter thread going around earlier about shows that you feel like only you have seen. And somebody had uh, put early edition on there. And I looked at it and I'm like, I did not watch it, but I remember this show. And now you've brought it up just a few hours later. So early edition is uh, definitely a buy there. Stock is going up right now. I I would expect that to uh, air after Two Guys a Girl and Pizza Place on Ryan Reynolds' new channel. Also on that list, uh, Brooklyn Bridge, the Man of the Hour, Kendall Roy. Oh boy! Uh, well, I mean, you want to say bye, but I feel like you should sell because he's got to be so high right now. Uh, but as uh, as Kendall said in the last episode, the dip is the dip. So I'm gonna I'm gonna buy because I know that what all the romantic succession fans want is for Kendall Roy to finish back and in, in the big the big chair. He took a I little. I feel like I, I went Greg there again. <laughs> he took a literal dip um, at the end of this episode uh, and just had you know the world by the balls. Uh, it was it was beautiful um, out there at the sunset. It's got to be a buy because this is his high watermark of the series. Uh, and if we don't buy it now, uh, then it's just a permanent sell and it's not a good game. So, you know, I'll make a call here. It's got to be a buy. Even though, okay. even though, you know, you might uh, you might take a hit in your pocketbook if that's important to you when buying stocks. Outside of that, it gets a little bit weird here because I have a Denny and a Raj and a Sarah listed and we'll just go ahead and bundle them together. They were in charge of um, the lights, the scenery um, and in kind of the stage direction of the presentation and their life was made uh, a living hell. Well, Raj was the one that uh, I'm not sure what his role is every day in the company, but he was plant. He was the the plant to ask what was supposed to be a softball question, I thought, and then he had to ask about a uh, Holocaust tweet, which uh, I feel like that mean co that combined with the fact that they couldn't get the house built, they couldn't uh, recreate the clouds that uh, that. Kendall had seen in Belgium uh, a year ago or whatever. Um, I feel like that's a, a big sell for all of those guys. Um, you're blind. You're you're there to ask like, wow. And your question is, uh, what do you what do you think about this Holocaust uh, joke that uh, the future uh, owner of the company sent? Well, you're uh, definitely not looking at your phone. The D'Angelo Vickers, my favorite line in the history of the office is when he tries to start with a joke in the meeting and he says, you, sir, where were you on nine 11? Uh, it just, it doesn't get worse than that. Uh, that's it's just the worst thing you can do. I, I give them, uh, it, it's a sell, 
but I will gladly write them a recommendation letter explaining. Uh, so I hope that they're not, uh, you know, I hope they're not out of work for too long. You know who, you know who got that house built in that, on that set? Nathan Fielder and his people. I'm just saying. That is everybody. That is buy or sell. Uh, Steven, any closing thoughts? Uh, I'm excited to get Connor back next week. Uh, I hope Stewie shows up. You know, we definitely had a couple of, like, I mean, Hugo showed up for a brief moment, but we definitely had some DNPs in this episode and I'm excited to get everybody back and uh, continue to finish the season strong. I, I still feel like it's going well. Hopefully we have some more uh, meaty quotes next week. Yeah, I think what I'll do here is I'll just kind of empty my notebook uh, just to mention some stuff that we may have not got to. Uh, I thought it was crazy that they're watching that video of Logan as essentially a whole movie. And then we saw Roman end the episode by doing the same thing in his car over and over. It was odd to see Matson being charming. Uh, that well, All right, back to back to Roman playing that clip. That was definitely also edited, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But so that's well, like the, the original clip was real, uh, where he was being mean. And then all of a sudden, and I mean, did Greg commission this? Did Roman get this because Roman asked for this because that's just how fucking weird he is? I, like, this is, you know what I want from my dad for a lasting memory? Uh, this horrible thing that uh, he's ne he never actually said, but I'd really like him to say. To me, something about it being in L.A., the whole thing felt weird. Uh, I, I don't know why. Maybe it was supposed to. I always feel like it's weird uh, when New York shows go to Los Angeles, which has a rich history going back to Seinfeld. I'd love to know more about uh, the incident that preceded them saying, Dad, Shiv spilled chocolate milk in the Range Rover. And how that was dealt with. Definitely a Jay Walter Weatherman situation would uh, follow that. 100%. There's 100% chance that there was a Jay Walter Weatherman uh, type of program implemented at the Roy household. What if that's how Carl gets start? <laughs> or, no, or, that would, or that would definitely be a Colin job. Great line here. Mencken's IP, just like anything. Uh, dark, true. Uh, Joy okay. initially laughs when Roman brings up firing her before he does. Shiv told Tom you were the one after the one, the actual one, which is like the very mean, just a very mean thing to say uh, in their game. But that's that's kind of when they feel closest to each other. It seems like when they're kind of uh, shitting on each other and explaining how there are more important things in their life and they've lost worse. It's weird. All right. That's Stephen Douglas. I'm Kyle Coster. This has been The Big Stream. We just watched Succession episode six. Four more. Count your blessings. Big shoot. Big shoot. Big shoot.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.